0: Pogomusic.net Go check it out Pogomusic.net Fantastic Fantastic artist It's just the most laid back music The funny thing is It's all Disney Well it's not all Disney I say that A lot of it's Disney He just mixes it And um, Puts a cool beat behind it And I don't know I don't know what to say about it Um, He allowed me to open up my Show with his stuff As long as I gave him a plug So check him out If you like this Sort of thing how do you not like that come on i'm a dad yeah i get it uh disney's kind of my jam now <laughs> but um no it's cool relaxing music i'll stop talking about that move on move on kevin you are listening to the wait what if podcast i'm your host kevin sullivan and tonight we have a special guest nikki garini um she is a life coach we knew each other back in college, and unfortunately, college is getting further and further in the past. It's like the old days before. It was the late 90s when um, we're going to party like it's 1999. It was still relevant. It was still relevant in 98 because we were looking forward to partying in 99. Yeah, so we graduated, moved on our way, just like anything else. You you go on your separate journeys, and then through the amazing technologies of modern social media you kind of stay in touch with people like that and you might not even physically stay in touch you might not like interact but you still see their feeds come up and i just happened to notice that nikki um was doing a lot of cool things i don't want to get too much into it because i'm gonna let her describe her whole philosophy um but should be very interesting show hey i got a question for you do you wake up with aches and pains you're like ah i did too much jujitsu last night my left arm hurts or you're like me, and you decide that you're going to try to deadlift a ridiculous amount of weight, and your back hurts, or maybe um, you got some GI issues, or maybe you're a little anxious, or perhaps you have a risk of diabetes, or you're having sleep issues. The point is, if you have all these things going on, you should look into CBD oil. CBD oil is a cannabidiol. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a scientist. I work in science, believe it or not. Um, can't read that word. Cannabidiol? Canab- cannabidiol. I think I said it right there. Um, CBD oil is, is basically the non psychoactive portion of the cannabis plant called cannabidiol, cannabit ca- whatever. Um, some of some of the many benefits. So they studied this medicine, and there's like. Hundreds and hundreds of benefits with this stuff uh, can do for you. Um, But the top ones are pain relief. It actually fights cancer, reduces the risk of diabetes. This isn't snake oil. Uh, You can go on to NIH. In fact, I'll put the link on weightwidif.com. You can go there and see the link to all the studies on the National Institute of Health about CBD oil. Uh, The good news is it's legal because you're not taking it and, and tripping or anything like that. It's totally non psychoactive. And good news. If you want to try it, you can head over to the CB Distillery and use the checkout code or the promo code WWI Podcast at checkout. I'll put a link again. Just go to Wait What If. If you go to waitwhatif.com, you'll see um, I'll put a link there uh, for CBD oil. Really, really good product. If you want to support the show, which I know you do, because if you noticed, it, the uh, sound quality is improved because our equipment is improved, because people are supporting the show. So, um, this is all possible because of viewers like you. I, th- I think that's what um, I think that's what NPR says. Uh, despite that, head over there, go to uh, waitwhatif.com, please, please. And if you're interested in CBD oil, um, you'll see the link to CBD or no, cbdistillery.com and they got really good pure products uh, made in the USA. Everything's good over there. Um, so check them out. Promo code wwi podcast. Without further ado, Nikki Corini. You're listening to the Wait, What If podcast. Uh, we're not, we're not the <laughs> <laughs> My whole thing is and. and obviously steer me in a different way. My whole thing is wellness, right? I work in wellness. Um, I'm kind of on my own personal journey where I, I'm i switching from a... I mean, I'm a, I'm a Western medicine guy, but I'm, I'm kind of switching from that. Um, I mean, it's still the backbone of my practice. If someone is sick, I'm going to treat them with stuff that's going to make them survive, right? And I'm always going to stay within those bounds. However, and my listeners know this, I've, I've slowly transitioned from, you know, uh, going, you know, thinking that mindfulness and Reiki, well, I still have my feeling about Reiki, but uh, all these these alternative medicines, um, I, I poo-pooed them because I was like, these are just total woo-woo. I don't believe anything about it, um, but then, here's the thing, then I noticed that people Maybe you can't measure uh, someone who goes to an acupuncturist or something like that. Maybe you can't measure that scientifically. But what I could measure is that folks were getting better. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it was an amazing thing to me. It was a big eye-opener because I'm like, wait a minute. You know, we focus here on I give you this pill and I get this response. And we can measure that. We can say, here's the data. Good. There's, there's. But if a person decides to do something like yoga, um, they say, you know what, I have arthritis, I don't want to take this medicine anymore, I'm gonna do yoga five days a week for 20 minutes a day, and then they get more limber. <laughs> and then maybe they start um, following a healthier diet. So maybe adopting some sort of lifestyle, some sort of label for their life, uh, actually means something. And it, it causes what we call in, in um, medicine, meaningful change. Meaning change that actually does something so with that said uh i was looking at your website as as, you know stepping stone i'm gonna screw it up it's stepping stone life coach yeah and it seems that am i am i interpreting it wrong that you help people kind of along those same lines people maximize or people um optimize their lives to to and and i might be putting your words in your mouth feel free to
2: no, it's perfect. okay. yes, and you got my website right? That's perfect. Okay, dot com on the end. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's exactly what it is. Okay. And I feel like my work with people is um, on a spiritual level, it really is because it is two human beings um, connecting um, and I, I sit with my clients. I'm just so honored and it's a completely humble experience to be with someone um, and create a space where there's no judgment. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm not attached to what their outcome is. I have one agenda and that's to reflect their greatness back to them. That is, uh, my agenda is not to buy the shitty story that they tell themselves, uh, about themselves or about their lives or about what's possible for themselves. And, um, it's, it's really that simple. I'm just outside of their little bubble in their world. And, um, so yeah, it's my job to, um, to ask challenging questions and challenge really long time belief systems. Yeah. And sometimes it goes really beautiful, and somebody connects to their heart and opens up. And sometimes it's like the the, the wrath of you know shaking somebody's, um, I can't think of the right word. <laughs> I was going to say shaking their ship. But I don't think that makes sense. Well, um,
0: what's amazing about that is is. It, it's almost like you haven't been, um, ruined by the authority. And I hate, I don't know the other term for it. I know there's a term for when you have two people that come together and one is the authority figure and one is the subordinate yeah, the authority figure says, exactly. this is what you do. And the the subordinate says, okay. And then they don't do it. I mean, that's, that's what Western medicine is. And, Okay. It's from my personal point of view, and I and I'm in I'm taking classes now. I'm over at Duke doing um, integrative medicine classes, and it's so awesome. hard. That's so cool. I've been destroyed though. Like I've I've already have this this medical model grooved out, right? So and I sit with the patient. It's so and it sounds it sounds like it would be so easy. You just listen to the patient, right? And but I I feel like I'm overflowing with information, and I need to tell them. So that's that's a skill that uh is, is is fantastic it's fantastic to have and you probably and i assume you see results with with folks who who kind of go this route versus versus you sitting there and being like no this is what you need to do 10 minutes meditating in the morning i want you to breathe in the afternoon i want you to take um uh, valerian root before you go oh, to bed oh, right.
2: <laughs> like prescript like prescriptive yeah, um, yeah i got i got i totally get that and there's totally a time and a place and i get that that's being prescriptive is a powerful tool um but the idea here is that it's all tools and being conscious of which ones are going to be most powerful mm-hmm. and sometimes we just don't know we just don't know but the idea of being with someone and having the light bulb go off in their head is way more powerful than anything we could ever tell them right and so you're you're right you're meeting someone at their psychological process so i call it psychological gate they may not able to, they may not be able to see or hear what i can see and hear as a possibility for their future um, because they're, they've got something in the way. Um, and you know, my job is to, and I was trying to get this out before, but shake the status quo. Okay. And, um, and there's repercussions to that. Sometimes people might get angry or, or cry or be resistant and that's perfect. That's exactly where they should be. Um, because I'm a, I'm basically threatening the way it's always been, which is partly why they hired me, but they don't always like it.
0: Yeah. Did, so you saw a need for this. Where did that come from? I mean, working in politics, how uh, how did you suddenly say, "Hey, do you know what people need? Um, I don't know. We'll call it a personal advocate or or whatever you would describe yourself as. How, how did you identify mm-hmm. that? A, and li- then, a life coach. Yeah, a life coach. And then and then have the the uh, I was going to say the balls, but it, you know the guts to say. Uh, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, uh, you know, that's a, that's a tough thing to do, especially doing it. Would you say was seven years ago you started?
2: Yeah. About eight years ago now. Okay. Um,
0: So yeah. Tell me about that process.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I hired a coach to help me through a career transition. And I was at the time looking, I I was a substitute teacher teaching middle school. So I had to do middle school all over again, by the way. And it was, so brutal. That's where (laughs) I really learned my leadership skills Yeah. because you really can't fake your way through, um, a hundred middle school kids. Um, you've got to take charge and be leader. So that was the beginning of my, my growth, my transformation. It was so powerful. And, um, so I was really looking for something that was heart centered where I could really enjoy and give gifts and so I was thinking about teaching and I was thinking about being a psychologist and I was thinking about being a professor of, a uh, uh, what is it called? I can't think of the name, <laughs> I can't <laughs> think of the name, not psychology, a sociology professor. Okay. Um, and, uh, so I, I hired Beautiful woman who always left and did really cool stuff over her summer. She was a teacher too. One summer she came back certified as a yoga teacher from, um, um gosh, what is that cool Costa Rica?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, so what next summer she came back and I said, "What cool thing did you do this summer?" <laughs> I'm in life coach training, and I was like, "Oh, what's that?" She said, "Come on in, I'll give you a session." And uh, at the time, I think I was making twenty thousand a year as a substitute teacher. So t- I gave myself—I was living off savings—and gave myself time to do some ex- exploring. And I was like, absolutely not! I cannot waste her time. There's no way I can pay you, like none. Um, and she's like, just come in, you know. So I came in and I did a session with her, and I couldn't believe it. It was so powerful. Um, and I came back to do a second session with her, and I, I just said, this is this is amazing. And I, I'm going to figure out a way. So I had given myself like $25 of spending money a week mm-hmm. and I offered her $25 and her rate was 500. <laughs> so,
1: wow. She's
2: like, yeah, I was like, this is what I have and this is what I can give. And it's really what I have. And, um, and so she took me on and, um, I had a lot of growing to do. Um, the bottom line is we can't and, and my my coach says this um, I'm working with someone different now but she says that you can't out perform your self-esteem mm. and it sounds kind of gnarly which is so California by the way of me to say yeah. <laughs> um, but if you group in self- esteem, with self-love, with what I believe is truly possible for me in my life, or you in your life, or whoever's listening in their lives, that's really what the heart is, what she was getting at. So um, I had a lot of work to do. I had to recognize that I was hiding out in a lot of ways, that I was scared to take certain risks, um, and really transform that part of myself. And I had mentioned earlier on in the podcast that I feel like I was a late bloomer when it came to, um, really taking the reins of my life, regardless of having achieved things, you know, graduating college and, um, relocating and having traveled and all these things. Um, there were certain decisions and, and things in my life that I really didn't want to own. And I look back and I see that I, you know, sort of, found, you know, went to my parents and they're very strong willed, um, amazing people, very steadfast in their values. Well, they had really clear opinions about what I should be doing. And I thought, okay, that sounds great. (laughs) And I realized that that later on, as I was going through the coaching process and then enrolled in a training program, um, that that was part of me like shrugging the responsibility. Like I didn't want the ownership. I didn't want the reins. That was just way too much pressure for me. And so I really started to like own my shit, you know, and, and, and life really changed for me. So it's an inside out sort of like yoga and all that woo woo stuff that you thought was woo woo, but yeah. realizing, wow, it's really powerful.
1: Sure.
2: Um, that's, that's really what I'm talking about. It's an inside out transformation, not a, the external changes will change my internal experience. It's my internal experience combined with action will change my external
0: Right. And, and I think that's it. You know, in science, we're always looking for the root cause, right? We're looking for, say, that that chemical that's going to have the result that we're looking for. But maybe it can't be measured. You know, if, if folks are taking that time, 20 minutes a day, whatever, to focus on yoga, but also, I mean, when you're doing that, if you're doing it right, you're focusing on your breathing and, and things start you start unpacking things that are inside, you know, if your mind is wandering and you're trying to bring it back, you, you can recognize right. where your mind is wandering. And that's, again, it's not a a tangible thing, but that doesn't mean that it's not real. You know, it's there and it, it, it has tremendous effect. I mean, personally I can say that it, it changed who I was. I mean, I came out of the air force a type a, um, and in recent episodes, I had some arguments with people who say I still am type A, but I'm, I'm not. I just like <laughs> to do things, right? But I don't, uh, and maybe I'm getting it confused, type A and someone who just is laid back and is whatever. And that's how I kind of approach things. And, um, and that wouldn't have happened. That would, I would still be the guy that was, I don't know, wound up so tight to this day had I not learned to just shut up and listen to myself
1: hmm
0: and you can't yes. you can't measure it. Well, I mean you can but you can't you know what I mean and that's that's where that's where the uh the worlds collide between western and eastern medicine
1: mm-hmm. or
0: western and other philosophies you could just say and I find myself stuck smack dab in the middle
2: you have to move out to California yeah there's lots of cool stuff going on between both I see both eastern and and western medicine doctors because there's a beautiful place for both and the fact that it doesn't have to be you know one or the other, that why can't we integrate sure. the best parts of both?
0: Well, that's the amazing thing with integrative medicine. Um, I used to roll my eyes at a conference a couple of years ago, and this guy got up to talk about integrative medicine. I'm like, oh, dear. Um, but but now, you know, it's just, it, it, I think the simplest word is it's empowering people, you know? If people realize that they have control over, and, and when I say control, I, I tread that lightly because I think you can, you can get too bent on controlling your surroundings but i mean when you can have control like you're, you're not you're not tumbling through a world of diabetes and doomed to lose your toes and go blind and die a horrible death mm-hmm. that's not you have control of that outcome
2: yeah exactly
0: i got you know, it was funny i so i like to i'm always doing like little self-experiments um and i do it so my patients know you know i do like fasting protocols and Um, I just try all these different weird things just to let my patients know how it works. And, like, two weeks ago, I started getting insomnia, which I had my sleeping down perfect. I mean, I would hit the bed. I look like an asshole when I sleep. I put on, like, the, the, what are those called, the mask over my eyes. (laughs) And I put on a Breathe Right strip. And I actually, there's something called, I kid you not, look it up, it's called mouth taping. So you're forced to breathe through your nose, and then I put on my my sleeping headphones. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy! <laughs> I put on my sleeping headphones and I listened to binaural beats, and
2: oh, that's so cool! It's
0: so restored, but then all of a sudden, it's I I started laying there, and it just came out of nowhere. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm not sleeping, and then I started thinking about it. If you don't sleep, your cortisol levels go up. Cortisol increases your insulin. Insulin raises your blood sugar and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I just because I, sh- it's that knowledge that I have. And I start worrying and worrying more. I mean, like, holy shit, I'm going to have a heart attack if I don't sleep. And I got a little too obsessed with it. And then I realized in my, in my attempts to be the guy who's in control of his, his mood and his body and all that, I became out of control by simply going too far. Mm. And so then I stopped tracking, I, you know, I used to track my sleeping patterns. I, and then I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. I'll just let everything go back to normal. <laughs> and it worked. I think we'll see how <laughs> I sleep tonight.
2: Sorry, you slept well. That's no fun. No, no, yeah. it
0: isn't. Aww. But um, yeah, I, could, I do that. I go on tangents, um, hoping to, I don't know, bring up other conversations. So, um, so yeah, so it it sounds like you had, I don't want to say insight, foresight into knowing that this would be a successful thing for you to go down. Um, because not many people were talking about it five years ago, let alone eight years ago. Um, maybe they were more out there and maybe it's just coming out to the, to the East coast.
2: Yeah. It's been around for a while, but yeah, you're right. And it, and it, You know, I had a lot of guilt leaving friends and family, but I knew I needed to. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And the more I look around, I see how powerful it is and how much it is in our human nature to be explorers. You always had those, you know, from the beginning of time, the history of the people that needed to leave the nest to go out and find whatever it was and bring it back. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying I'm this like God or goddess that's
1: like, <laughs> yeah. you
2: know, that I think I'm so great. I don't mean it like that. I mean it as somebody that's, that is open to adventure and exploration and, and seeking it out and can also share it, you know, share mm-hmm. it back. Like, Hey, this is, this is really powerful stuff. And I feel like California has that, you know, partly why I came here was cause there was that progressive open, um, community to trying alternative and like you said integrative approaches to life and yes I have found that very powerful
0: and what does so a a typical client comes to you is it is it just open like this is somebody might come and say I have a failing relationship with my family or are people coming to you saying I my business I need to I don't know. Uh, optimize it, or or is it just diverse, or do you have a very specific group of people that that come in?
2: It's pretty diverse. I um I, I mostly people come for, um they either know what they want and they don't know why they're not doing it, um or they come to get clarity about a fork in the road or what they want to do. Um, somebody recently came because they're selling their business and they need to figure out the next chapter. Um. So someone uh a, a lot of times i work with a lot of entrepreneurs because those are the people that have to keep their mindset sorry where we I, a call was coming in did we get glitched no
0: no I, okay fine, yeah.
2: those those are the folks that know that they can't just show up and go on auto, automatic that mm-hmm. they've got to be in a really certain headspace um and and clear out their um their junk in order to to show up very empowered and powerfully Um, so, so a lot of entrepreneurs that want to build or grow their businesses, knowing that they need a coach is like having a personal trainer for your head. And so those are the, you know, they're looking to grow their business. They're looking to create more fun and joy in their lives. I have had people get off, you know, um, medication. I've had people, um, build out what their future looks like, what their businesses look like, figuring out all sorts of stuff
0: what are the methods that you use? I know you talked about um, a little bit of, of, I guess, the the space where you guys are discussing, but do you use meditation? Do you use exercise? Do you use yoga? I think I read you were a yoga instructor.
2: Um, I'm not a yoga instructor, but I do work with yoga instructors because okay. I think getting the mind and body is really powerful. And I do yoga myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and that's when I'm consistent because I'm sometimes inconsistent in yoga. So sure. I'm working on that now. Well, I'm yoga always working on it
0: yoga is like golf right you're 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 going against yourself sort of yeah it's i love yoga exactly. I, i'm so glad i got into yeah. it um so amazing isn't it it really is and and i people are afraid of it especially you know i work in a i work in a rural north carolina county a lot of farmers firefighters police officers and and you know some of these guys will come in and i'm like do you know what and here i am <laughs> like i said i've changed myself i'm not the uh uh type a person i got a beard i got my you know bracelets on i'm like dude what you gotta do is yoga (laughs) they're like what are you talking about (laughs) i'm like no you don't understand and then i try to like drop a line that i'm like you know uh back when i was in the service so you know to let them know it's okay you know it's okay to embrace that part of yourself (laughs) and that's 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 the east coast or not even the east coast that's more of a rural thing i'm sure it's a little bit more open out where you are
2: yeah. Yeah, exactly. You drive by and someone's doing a headstand on the side of the road and you're like, oh yeah.
0: Yeah. That wouldn't happen out here. That's it. <laughs> but, but yeah. the ones that I get to do it, I mean, they, they, they truly benefit from it. I mean, it's just that's
2: so cool. Yeah. Look at you. You're a light. You're being such a light. I love what you do in the world and how you're taking care of people. I appreciate it. And it's it's really powerful. It's really cool. Your story's is awesome.
0: Oh, thank you. Um,
2: Oh, so I, I basically threaten and, and whip people. Like, it I, depends on which method. I'm totally joking. Okay, I don't. Like, I don't. do well, get angry? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you asked about tools and methods? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yes, I have tools. They're exercises I go through with people. Um, there's practices that we both agree upon. We call them practice because it's not about um, it's not about perfect. It's about progress. And it's about taking something on and breaking um, automatic, automated uh, responses in life. And so we all have them. If you take on any new habit, I have a great example of this. Uh, About a year ago, my dentist told me I had to change the way I was brushing my teeth. And I'm 41 years old, right? So I spent 40 years doing it the same way. Granted, I think I'm probably better now than I was at six. Mm -hmm. I didn't do much with my toothbrush when I was young. But you you get the point. And so it becomes first it's it's, the, it's that whole process of it's conscious and you're trying really hard and then it becomes unconscious and you just do it automatically any habit right yeah well trying to change the way i was brushing my teeth in like an upward circular motion up into the gum i was so pissed off it was like Instead of taking the three or four minutes it's supposed to take, it was now taking 25 minutes. I had <laughs> toothpaste all over my face and all over the counter. I was visibly and and physically irritated, and I thought, oh my god, this is such a great example for not only you know to coach myself when I'm going through changes uh, or causing change on purpose, being a disruptor, um, but for clients. And it's it, there's all sorts of things that happen when we induce change. And so, um, so part of it is coming up with practices that support a long-term change. And so, um, I don't know if that sounds or feels vague because I'm so, um, in the water that I swim in as coaching. Mm -hmm. So please feel free to, you know, say, Hey, what do you mean? Can you clarify this or that? What, what would a practice be or what would that look like? And it just depends on what you're after and what you want to do. So sometimes if we take on too much action, uh, we'll get overwhelmed and it won't get done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll we'll get it into smaller, bite size, actionable pieces, and those are just as powerful. Like walking over to find, you know, d- find your laptop and dust it off is a powerful action step towards a, a, a goal down the road. And so, a lot of people will po- will poo poo that. You know, we'll yeah. be like, well, that's not enough. That no, that's that's a really important. You got to start.
0: Sure. And that's one thing I'm noticing with integrative medicine is that, you know, someone say you have someone rank how they feel about their health one out of 10 and they say a two, well, great. You're a two, you're not a one, right? <laughs> so right. not painting it in that negative light is, is an important step. And it sounds like that's kind of what you're getting at there with it. it, it any step is a step in the right direction.
2: Yes. Yes. And, and whatever doesn't work is important to find out because you can't find that out unless you're in the game. And, you know, the reason we don't go after something in the first place is because we're avoiding, right? Because you know this as a medical guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The brain either seeks pleasure or avoids pain. So anything that we think is going to be uncomfortable or dangerous psychologically, we we avoid. And so some of the pain that, it, that we experience when we're going after something, whether it's, you know, a lot of times like relationships people find dating brutal and they're putting themselves, themselves out there because they see the vision, they see the possibility, they know in their heart's desire that that's going to be fulfilling in their lives. Um, but the disappointment, the heart, the the process can be really brutal for all of us. And so um, learning how to turn, turn it into uh, a pleasurable experience of where turning the disappointments into... Um, not necessarily pleasure, but knowing how to empower and uplift through them. Same thing with starting a company, um, not hitting goals, learning how to take what are perceived disempowering failures uh, and turning that into something neutral. Like, okay, we found out what didn't work. What next? It doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't mean anything about life. It means what I make it mean. Failures, and so,
0: they're important. You, you have to fail.
2: They're important. And most of us don't have patience Mm -hmm. or tolerance for failure.
0: Yeah. Well, we take it personally.
2: We take it personally. Me, you, and everybody. Mm -hmm. This is not a a us versus them or them versus us thing. This is a human thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Do Do you think that the need, I guess we could say that the solution in, in coaching and stuff fit fit a need or do you think that there's um just because of today's society there's more of a need for this does that make sense that question like did it you it f- does
2: I, it does and then my brain like twisted and i'm not sure where i am now with it could you yeah, say it again
0: i have a way of doing that i put people in a trance just by talking and <laughs> <laughs> so okay so do you think that like let's say life coaching or integrated medicine or anything like that, where we're, we're working on people at the um, almost at a psychological level. Yeah, it is at a psychological level of, of self-improvement. Do you think that that's more of a, there's more of a need for that in today's society by how much society has changed since say 2000 versus do you think people have always needed that? They just had different ways to go about it. I guess, I guess I'm asking is does today's culture feed more people, Misery. And I don't know if people are coming to you miserable, but they're coming to you with obviously a a, a need to fill.
2: That's a really good question.
0: Because I'm trying to I always and this is a dumb thing to do, but I just I let my brain <laughs> do whatever it does. I, I do. And I, I I look at things and what people complain about and then I try to picture how people would have perceived that say on like, I told you this is dumb. <laughs> I I, mm-hmm. I try to picture how people would perceive that person's needs say on the beaches of Normandy or in um, a, a Viking tribe, you know, like if someone's like, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I don't feel like I'm, I'm attaining my gr-. And then a bunch of Vikings look at that guy and be like, what are you talking about, dude? Just eat your elk. <laughs> like, so in those days, <laughs> People, people were more focused on just surviving the day. And then even like 50 years yes. ago, some of the local farmers here, you know, I picture them, these guys work in 18 hours a day. I don't think, I don't think they went home and said, I, I want to be more a complete person. Right. They, they weren't, they were hunting and trying to keep their families alive. But in yeah. today, today's day and age we have, and, and I, I had emailed this to you and it was just a thought that came, I do a lot of my, my prep just kind of comes from stream of consciousness and I'm wondering if that, a side effect of having, so there's an idea that technology is going to bring us this utopia where we have time to do everything. And, and I think it's a slow process, you know. But already we can see the benefits of that. We're not working till the sun goes down in a field. We're not doing, at least most of us aren't. So now we have time for introspection. And we have time to say, all right, uh, we might not be out on a battlefield with the Vikings slaying another tribe, but we're doing that in our, out, in our own world right and it might be your business or it might be um i don't know your your relationship with your family or something like that so it has the same effect on you it i don't know it, maybe i'm just
2: i I lo- no i love it no okay. i love it it's great we're, <laughs> we're riffing here so um i i have two things to say about your your point mm-hmm. so um you addressed a hierarchy of needs which does exist because Right. In that pyramid of survival, Maslow, I forget. Yeah. Maslow. Mm-hmm. So it's the right. The food, the shelter. If I'm cold, I'm not thinking about transcendence. Right. If right. I'm uh, hungry, I'm not thinking about emotional connection. Um, and so that it you know, when those needs are met, we we transcend up the pyramid into more emotional, psychological, spiritual needs but if the bases aren't aren't there, right? We need. That's where we need to focus.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think that partially answers your question. With yes, in a way, our because we're so developed, um, our, our basic needs. Not for everybody, right? There are certainly people that are struggling in all of those areas. Um, but for the the folks that are are not, yeah, they're going into emotional and psychological needs. And my second point connects to the. To it as well and to what you're saying is what if that is part of our evolution what if love compassion spiritual awakening is all a part of of, of what human beings are supposed to be um, expanding towards
0: and it almost seems like it is right because i mean we're naturally going that way we're naturally becoming well, more um
2: we're creators.
0: Sure, yeah.
2: So even if I my needs are met, my basic Maslowian <laughs> needs are met, <laughs> um, and I'm in a tribe somewhere, you know, they had art.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, they they had expression and dance and community and music. Those are things that have always existed. Yeah. And that's expression.
0: And people get a little freaked out when we when you start talking about transcendence and stuff, or or they might say, well, it's not uh, like the technology that allows us to do this isn't natural, but it it is because it's here, right? It didn't just drop on this earth from an alien source. We're making it ourselves. So the mm-hmm. the position we find ourselves in now, yeah, they're they're based on decisions, and deci- decisions can be random. I get that, but but where we are today as a society, I think is where it's supposed to be. Um, I think people can be idiots, but for the most part, for the most part, like overwhelmingly the majority, except for the fringes on, on all sides, uh, have their, have their shit together. You know, we, we, we are all kind of heading in the right direction. It's just, it's just, we don't have a, a roadmap for this part, right? Our grandparents did, um, their grandparents. I mean, you can look back to any generation, right? What, what did, what were we told when we graduated high school, get it, go to college, right? Or get a trade and and get a job. Um, I don't know what I'm going to tell my kids. I don't know what, you know, what, what the, the path is for someone to take these days. Um, Mm. I don't know if it's college. I don't know. I don't know what that's going to be in, in 10 or 15 years. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, buy a house and settle down. I I just don't know. Life is changing so much quick. We're at a we're at a we're at a different I, I don't I don't know what you would call it. A um paradigm shift or something like that in human existence. Uh especially with technology and where we find ourselves um and and what it has afforded us to find our ourselves in and I guess this this mental state. Um but yeah. Going down a rabbit hole, but it's okay.
2: I know I'm, I'm. I'm sitting here listening, and I'm thinking, don't tell them anything. Listen,
0: right? Because okay. most
2: people, this, this, these new generations of kids are amazing, and you know, we we need to um, uh, guide, empower, and let them te- be our teachers, and be there for them, and support them in their vision. And their dreams of what's possible in the world. Sure. Because at a certain point, we're leaving a legacy. And I think that's partly of what we start waking up to when we hit our 40s. <laughs> if, yeah. we, if, you, if you are looking, you're going to start looking at, Wow, well, I'm not a kid anymore. What's my legacy here? If I'm lucky enough, if I'm blessed enough to even leave one. And you're doing that.
0: I would try. <laughs> try no
2: Yoda says no try
0: <laughs> that's true I have do kids. you try to
2: get up, do you try to get off uh, up out of your chair no uh, no you just you do it or you don't
0: I I and, and that was kind of a, an amazing turn of things is, is when you have kids that that becomes your legacy and it's amazing the transformation because we've only had we have two kids and they both came about within the last five years <laughs> it was like no oh kids and two kids and um oh and we d- we started late obviously so it's like I know what life is like without kids and I know <laughs> and now I know what it's like with kids and it's amazing that transformation and I could ruin it I could ruin it and just say dude it's evolution you're just trying to keep your progeny alive that's what it's all about <laughs> and yeah maybe that's so maybe that's the case but um, but yeah as far as legacy and all that it's like it's it's really just about them. It's just about making them the best people that you could possibly make. Oh, um, remember when Marty McFly, they were like, you gotta go, (laughs) you gotta go back in time. And he's like, why are our kids assholes? (laughs) That's, (laughs) that's true. If I found out that, oh my gosh, I would fail. But yeah. So
2: speaking of asshole, what I realized maybe like a year or two ago
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: was, when I was young, I really, really tried to understand how it all worked in the world. Like, what is this? I'm trying to figure it all out. And what I've realized is it's, it's not that hard. It's simple. Don't be an asshole. And if everybody everywhere asked themselves, in saying or doing this, am I being an asshole? We would have a better world. Yeah. So much would be different. And what I mean by that is, am I, am I, I'm not, I mean, I'm huge on, on tough love. That's not, I'm not saying giving in and, and all of that, but just am I looking at the situation from another person's shoes and how that would impact them? So the idea of compassion and empathy. Um, and what's really big right now is, um, that I'm learning through one of my heroes, author and speaker, Brene Brown. She wrote in her recent book about dehumanization and it was something I wasn't really aware of until I read it in her book. And, um, basically it's pretty much what we saw during world war II and, um, the, the, the concentration camps and the atrocities that happened. Most kids, when they're learning about that, wonder how did that happen and um, just can't understand. And um, so Brene points to dehumanization now, and it's the the act of separating ourselves um, from others as if they're less than human. And it's a sneaky process because it starts with not having to see the impact mm-hmm. of a decision or a choice. And that's back into my point about don't be an asshole. Like, so... If I'm removed, if I'm a decision maker and I'm impacting millions of lives or thousands or hundreds or 10 and I don't have to see the impact of the decision I make on others, I'm more likely to be um, numb to what that the experience that they will have. And psychologists test this all the time, like not seeing a face to face has a uh, right. And you'll, you'll know this right from your from a medical perspective on compassion and being in person versus not having to see a person. Yeah. There was somebody suffer.
0: There was a test where they electrocuted people. Um, And I wish I could remember what it was, but you didn't have to see the person in the other room. Every time you touch this button, someone's getting shocked or whatever and people would do it. It was the weirdest thing. They didn't, they didn't care. I I wish I remember. I mean, that's like a uh, four years ago. I remember learning about it or something, but yeah, there was some, some situation like that what you said also reminded me of um, what uh, that that Canadian guy, um, I gotta think of his name. It'll take a second. Jordan yeah, Peterson. You... Oh okay. He that s- really
2: did take a second.
0: Yeah, well it just came <laughs> to my mind. I remember my brain. <laughs> I just he sounds like Kermit, so that's how I remembered him. But he said he was talking about um he was talking about the how we look at history and we said it's amazing how those people did that. Because you, you had mentioned, um, I don't know if you mentioned him, but my brain went to, like, Nazi Germany. Because uh, yeah, I think you mentioned oh, no. Holocaust.
2: Uh, I did mention. It's nice to know you're listening. I'm
0: just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm checking a text. Uh, no, I made a tweet. Whatever. Yeah. So so he he said. How's the game? He, yeah. That's right. Yeah. What's the score? <laughs> I, and it's funny. I have the Red Sox game on pause. So um, all right. <laughs> got my five-year-old into Red Sox. I'm really psyched about that. I'm like. That's uh, so cool. So. Um, he said a, a problem that people do, and, and this blew my mind. It's one of those things that, you know, you hear different quotes in your life and you're like, wow, that's right on. And he, he basically said, you know, we look at the past and we say, see how those people did that. Wow, those people, like, and, and spe- specifically the Nazis, um, look how they were this or how did they ever get to this. And then he says, no, it's not they, it's us, right? Yes. That, that wasn't them, that was us. And it really opens your eyes, because you realize that was a country full of people. It, it was us, they're humans, they're on this earth, and we did that, you know, it wasn't, yeah, all right, it was a political ideology, and it was the Nazis, and blah, blah, blah. But in the whole scheme of things, as humans, we did that to each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and I think people don't, they don't look at it that way. They, they're, we're, very, we're very tribalistic, we're very our team versus their team. And I think it causes it causes a lot of problems. It, it shuts down communication. Um, it 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 makes you blame others for things that we can blame ourselves for, right? Uh, and and I think we're missing that. I think we're definitely missing that. And I think it's getting worse. That's something that uh, I try to keep my I, my days are focused on my kids and on my patients and. And then I have a little time for a podcast and then, and then that's it. That's what I, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm always trying to better myself at that. But when you look into the world right now, you're like, holy shit, we're at each other's throat constantly because, mm. because we're getting on in tribes, my tribe versus your tribe or, mm-hmm. and then it's more than just left and right. You know, it's okay. My tribe versus your tribe, my country versus your country. My And it's, it's, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if this is a uh phenomena of the 21st century and how and how you know a kid in north dakota can tweet something and 50 million people can see it and then start an argument with each other about it whereas before Mm -hmm. that kid might say something stupid in a saloon in 1864 and get shot or something you know what i mean like it's a it's It's right (laughs) I, i don't know i don't know what that is and i don't know how that we can reconnect um
2: well i think what we're being presented with is um the idea of an opportunity to expand. So we're back there. Can I feel connected to you and allow you to think and be and live differently than me? And what would be possible if we could? And back to your point of tribal, you know, mine, yours, my tribe, your tribe, my belief, your belief, that's fear. Because if you're really not afraid, if if we're all willing to own wh- what it means to be human, like you were saying, saying we did that,
1: mm-hmm. do
2: you imagine what we have to sit down and acknowledge about the darkness that can include or, or the, the darkness of humanity? We'd have to own that. We'd have to own that part of ourselves. And and that's a big, a big, tall mountain for many people. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. And it goes, it goes all the way back. I mean, you can look all the way back to like Genghis Khan. It was an awful thing. That was us. <laughs> that was us as humans. Um, yeah, yeah. And whether you're on the good side or the bad side, World War II, it was still us. And we're and and uh, acknowledging that I think is um is important. And and it, to acknowledge it doesn't even have to be tribal. You know, it doesn't have to be uh, us versus them. And then you can open up conversations. It's another thing I find that, um, especially, you know, being active in the, I, I don't know what I would call this. The, the podcast world is a little different than, I mean, I put these shows up on YouTube, so I guess I'm technically active in the social media world. But God forbid you put something out that someone disagrees with. <laughs> and I just kind of laugh, you know, when I get hate, it's like, all right, dude, <laughs> I'll sometimes play off it and... Um, you know, it, it doesn't bother me, but the stuff that people will say to me is shocking just because they don't have to say it oh, face I'm to sure. face.
2: Exactly. So we're back at that like dehumanization. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a spectrum, like all things are. So, you know, um, just being numb to something versus just dehumanizing. Well, this guy is a character. He's not a real human being with two beautiful children and his own needs, wants, desires, and dreams. He's, you know, like dehumanizing and, and treating each other poorly. Um, it's one thing to disagree and enjoy an interactive dialogue that's stimulating and educational and fun. Uh, the Brits do great with that. It's, it's the lack of willingness to learn from one another and just to shut our hearing off and shove our opinions down each other's faces. That's fear. And I think that it's amazing that you're willing to be a leader On the edge of this expansion in being a light and somebody who's who's seeing things as a we and an us that's great leadership
0: yeah and and I think our modern world has allowed good to come out of it too I kind of went down the the pessimist uh, hole there but the you know, ideas can be spread. Good ideas can be spread. People can have a dialogue which which we couldn't have, you know, 20 or 30 years ago. Um, and then, you know, to tie it into what we've been talking about all night long, you know, people also now have the time to be introspective and to figure out how to, um, I keep wanting to use the word optimize, um, but that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> it's. Like, I love it. Yeah, they want to um, <laughs> not perfect themselves. But what's that word I'm looking for? They're They're looking to become better people I guess I don't know I I, I guess that's what I'm going for where now yeah let let me ask you because you work with people and everything are you uh, an optimist or a a pessimist as far as uh you know where we're going and and when I say where we're going I mean again it kind of sounds like we're going on the fringes here but it, it still comes back to that that Working with people one on one and and seeing how people are are uh, bettering themselves and how they're becoming, um, here it comes again optimized. Are you a an optimist <laughs> in it or are you a, a a pessimist?
2: I love it. All right, I I'm not sure if I'm going to answer that question, okay. but I do want to say something. You're a
0: pessimist. Oh my gosh, I didn't even finish that. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Uh,
2: because it's just out of the scope of either one or the other. Right. Here's what, here's what I think, and here's what I do, and here's what I am. I would challenge the idea that people are trying to better themselves and say that people are trying to come home to themselves and undo the armor that, you know, and, and kudos to, this isn't, this isn't my idea. This, is, this has come from all the training. Um, but undo the armor that they've put on in order to cope in the world. And so um, really and we could use your word optimizing <laughs> their unique and special blueprint, their, their DNA fully expressed, their vision, their potential, their possibilities. So whether you're in medicine or you're an athlete um, or you're parenting or you're teaching, um, I truly believe that all beings want to be seen and heard and have their hearts shine. And whatever that looks like, and so I think I'm an optimist.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that was a good answer. I was like, "Damn, good answer." Uh,
2: an optimist that um, is very aware, and and as a human, uh, experiences darkness. I um, I've dealt with anxiety and depression my whole life, mm-hmm. and it's been very important for me, you know, in my journey to share that with others, to say, you know, we who deal with, and I hate the word mental illness because I just don't think it's fair. I think it sounds scary, but those of us who have dealt with what we're now calling mental illness um, or be it overstimulation or other, other root causes, like you said, Mm -hmm. that we don't quite understand yet. So whether my body doesn't make enough serotonin or I, you know, whatever um, we're calling that mental illness. But but to to be open hearted about it and share because um, it's the isolation and um, the lack of community and the lack of safety um, in being who we really are is where people um, get depressed. And and especially with, you know, you see physical ailment all the time. It hurts. it, It hurts and sucks to hurt and be in pain and um the isolation just is horrible for all of us and it is it is said that i think it's by 2020 and i can get you the stat and where i got it from and the source and everything that depression is going to be the number one disability worldwide wow worldwide and i think that that you know is a little different than optimist and pessimist you Sorry about the plane. (laughs) That sounds
0: like a uh, a military aircraft, is it? It
2: is. Yeah,
0: I'm over a flight. Nice. That's my my siren call right there.
2: Sorry about that. I can't
0: find the view button on this. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, here it is. Here we go. You can talk. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, I... I wish, right? I try every morning. I wake up and then I'm. I want to be an optimist, right? Um, one of the problems that I I face is so. So I think one of the big differences between being in the medical world and being in the the self help world or the uh, coaching world um, is. Which, by the way, I'm. I'm. When I finish Duke, I'll be a health coach. So I'll I'll be a coach as well. Woo-hoo! But yeah, yeah. But one of the big differences is that people seek out coaches when they're ready to change, right? People come yeah. to the medical world because they don't want to die, or, or they just feel like shit, right? It's one or the other. Mm-hmm. If they if they don't want to die, that's sometimes a good place to grab someone because yeah, because uh, as and I, I the second time I'm bringing up Scott Planiac tonight, or I'm sorry, Chuck Planiac tonight. But he says that um, in Fight Club, he said, in order to truly live, you have to know that someday you're going to die. And that's that's a, yes, that's a huge exactly. point. So, yes. so here's here's the problem. You know, if someone has like, um, I don't know, a runny nose or something, they come in and they talk to me. And and I say, okay, yeah, I see that your nose is running. That's fine. Well, here's some Sudafed. You'll, you're not going to die. But let's talk about the fact that, you know, you're... Your BMI is 52, okay? Do you think that that might have something to do with that? And then at the overwhelming majority, the overwhelming majority either don't want to talk about that or mm-hmm. feel helpless about that. Um, mm. They also, they don't, and I think that's an important thing that you brought up, they don't love themselves at all. And mm-hmm. so you're, you're, you're dealing with this like, uh, um, I don't know, just a losing hand from the beginning and then you want to say, you want to say, what well, you don't, you don't have to be that way. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll take work and it'll be painful, but you can mm-hmm. feel better and you can. But people, they just don't. I don't know if they don't want it. I don't know. That's it's the secret that I've been searching for, and I'll be searching for the rest of my life in medicine. Mm-hmm. People either don't want to hear it or they. They just, I, I don't know. I, I don't even have an answer for that. But so as an optimist or a pessimist, just the the, the quick ending to that is I see people getting sicker and, and, you know, by 2030, I think they're predicting that the American healthcare system will be bankrupt. If not, the country will be bankrupt because there'll be 50% diabetes. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Oh, it's wow. it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. There's two things mm-hmm. that keep me up at night. One of them is the bankrupt of our system because everyone's getting sick, and the mm-hmm. second one is antibiotic resistance. Those two things. If I could fix those two things, I would feel like, <laughs> I mean, that's you're you fix those two things, you're gonna have like the most influential people in the world will be like people will remember, um, I don't know who Jesus maybe, will <laughs> remember Buddha, and then your name will be up there, right? Because it's that that big of a deal to 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 come up yeah. with the answer to that, and and I, ugh, I'm, I have to say I'm an optimist because if not, what am I doing here? But, but exactly. it, it feels like there's, it feels like there's no hope. It feels like we're polishing the brass on the Titanic, as they say.
2: Let mm-hmm. that one. Well, sinking. I, sorry. I can't yeah. even. I, no, don't be. And I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I can't. Be, I, I can't even imagine what it's like day in and day out to. Need to, you know, take care of yourself emotionally when you're seeing what you're seeing. Because uh, I'm certainly not, I'm not dealing with that population in the world, um, and it's got to be really hard.
0: It's tricky. And, you you and, get and, frustrated. And painful. Yeah.
2: I'm sure. And I, and what it comes down to is their choice. Oh sure. Like they, they get to choose. And they get to choose if they want to continue to destroy their bodies and they get to choose if they want to um, move a step or more towards health and towards wholeness. And that's, that's so hard. And I, I, I would imagine it's like that being a parent as your children get older. Uh, as your children get older. And right. for me as a coach or a spouse or um, a sister or a daughter, uh, or just loving another human being and recognizing where my influence ends and where their choice begins. Because everybody gets to choose for themselves. And those people who aren't well, um, you could make a case that they're actually not choosing from objectivity, that they're choosing from sickness or, or whatever. Um, it's something that I don't even fully understand myself.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think it, things like smoking drug abuse alcohol abuse even eating overeating i think when you yeah. th- when you threaten to take that away from someone who dislikes themselves you're basically saying okay i know i know right now you feel like shit and i know you don't even if you're a beautiful person and you look in the mirror you're not you're gonna see you're you're gonna see ugliness so you wake up you look in the mirror you're like oh this person again and then Kevin comes in and says, oh yeah, can you stop smoking? And you're like, no. Yeah, the
2: one thing that makes you feel good. <laughs>
0: exactly. And and how do you, yeah. how do you face that? And it's not, the other thing too is like, I sometimes feel like I'm, I'm, you know, maybe I'm overreacting, you know, or maybe I'm, I'm obsessing too much over this, but, and I would love for that to be the case. I would love to just be, oh, that's just Kevin because he's passionate about his job. But, but that's not yeah. the case. The case is that, mm-hmm. It's getting worse and it's not just getting slightly worse it's alarmingly worse and it, it to sit back and i always go back to the titanic uh metaphor i mean to be sitting on the deck everyone's popping champagne and i'm here saying we're sinking <laughs> you know mm-hmm. let's not mm-hmm. you know we, there's something going wrong here and who knows maybe we'll have to stumble as a society and be like whoa yeah <laughs>
2: And and I think the question is, what are you going to do about it? I mean, you have this podcast and I'm not trying to put any more on your plate, but it just sounds like you have a lot of insight and a lot of experience. And I don't know whether that means writing or being on a board somewhere um, and bringing your message, because there are people that want to listen to what you have to say.
1: Sure. And there
2: are people that want to hear what you have to say. You know, we're all in our own industries. We're in our own bubbles our own little, little worlds, our lives, our daily grinds. Right. And so I would look to someone like you that aligns with my, you know, my heart and, and my vision um, for, to, to give me insight on what should I be paying attention to and how can I help?
0: Yeah. Well, and that's kind of um, this podcast was originally set up to really, I just wanted to record conversations with my neighbors cause I thought they were funny. And then all of a sudden, I start getting contacted by people, and then now it's just it's it's really I, I try to make it a open discussion, but it always kind of goes back to wellness. Uh, a lot of it goes to health, but sometimes I get some some interesting um, you know different takes on things. Like I had a guy who's trying to convince me that um, we didn't land on the moon and that the Earth is flat. That was one of my favorite shows to record. Oh yeah. <laughs> he just I'm like where does this fit flat in? Flat Earther. Yeah, I was like where does this fit in with my. With my show. But I'm like, well, it's another person's opinion. And he just screamed at yeah. me. Uh it was fun yeah. though. Yeah. So um I've already taken almost an hour and a half of your your night. Uh,
2: wait, I thought we were just getting
0: started. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, I can I can keep going. i got another don't hour left in me. <laughs> but you know what? That's the beauty of this because um, you know, I've done I don't know, how many hundred and twenty-five interviews? And let's say fifteen percent of those uh, are repeats. So I I always have people come back on, especially people who are uh, good conversationalists. I mean, this conversation was great. I think this episode's great. I think it'll resonate well. Um, You made me think of things that I, and that's another reason why I do this. You know, it's kind of selfish because I learn from every single person that comes on the show. um, You know, just different ways to kind of navigate this this crazy life that we that we live, and it allows me to reconnect with people. Cause look if I wasn't doing this, I'd be watching the Red Sox, and then a friend from 20 years ago, we wouldn't have been able to have this lovely conversation to share with the world.
2: Yeah, I can't thank you enough. I I really love talking to you, and I really meant that when I said thank you for your leadership and oh, what yeah. you're what you're bringing to the world. I know you weren't listening because you're watching the Red Sox game. That's right. But, like Mookie um, just hit a home run. But it, <laughs> <laughs> busy being a pe- pe- half pessimist, secretly optimist, whatever is going on. Um, but I'm just teasing you. But know, really, I, I thank you so much. I love what you have to say and what you see. And I think it's super cool that you're um, waving your woohoo flag and not even worrying about it. That's you know, right. Just jumping into what works.
0: That's right. Until the medical board comes and They're like, you're trying to treat diabetes with yoga. And I'm like, um, <laughs> no, I'm trying to cure diabetes. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. I'm trying to treat anything. I'm trying to cure it. I'm trying to make the yeah. whole world share a Coke, sing a song. I don't know.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, totally. And I think we got into a really cool, you know, ending on, you know, what it means to be in front of another human being and see so much for them Mm -hmm. and have it be their journey. And like you said, maybe it's just where we need to be. Um, There's that unattachment piece, you know, that it's spiritually people talk about not being attached and recognizing where what we have control over and what we don't and there's almost a beauty in that surrender. It doesn't have to be a, a giving up um, or a defeated experience. It could be a surrender.
0: Perfect, well said. <laughs> and folks can find you at steppingstonelifecoach.com and you do like virtual workshops. So even my yes. even my local listeners can go on there and um, connect from thousands of miles away. I do, away.
2: thank you. Can I plug it real quick? Sure. Yes. Thank you. I have a women's workshop coming up called sacred self-love and that is virtual so that anybody anywhere could log in and do it with me. So just hit me up if you're interested. Um, it's on my site and it's under events and, uh, you can, there's also a contact me. If you have any questions, we can always chat and see if it's right, uh, for you. And it's just for women. And then I'm doing monthly virtual workshops just for people who are curious about themselves and, uh, who want to explore and they're fun um, topics the last one was unleash your badass self um, ditching the nice girl complex without being a meanie that one was for women too
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, upcoming ones yeah <laughs> upcoming ones are uh, are fun they're about uh, there's a couple for men that I'm doing and there's also things like you know help me jump off the ledge I know what I need to do but I'm not doing it those kind of things those are virtual monthly doing a retreat in February. It's all on my site, but uh, a yoga festival in San Diego um, in October. So um, please hit me up if you're interested or want to partner or want to share resources or anything. All right. And I hope that we don't go another 19 or 20 years without being connected.
0: I will be in our 60s. We'll have robot butlers by then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'll just go. Um, I'll just through my mind. Uh, yeah, I'll that's to right. With you. Yeah, so people we never be, actually have to talk again. People will be like, <laughs> listening?
0: What is that? With a what's a podcast? Why don't we just beam our brains back and forth to each other? Do you that's do, what I'm thinking? Do you have a Twitter account?
2: I do. I think it's Nikki Garini, N I C K I G O R I N I.
0: See, I'm so I'm I, I'm the the old middle aged guy. I still think Twitter is, is um relevant. I don't know if it is or not. <laughs>
2: no, it is. It's totally relevant.
0: Okay. People
2: are definitely using Twitter.
0: Cause I know it's a lot of it is, um, are you on Twitter? Yeah. I'm at the Wait What If podcast at, no, I'm sorry. At WWI podcast. But I, um, I know it's all about, um, I can't remember. I can't remember Instagram. It's all about Instagram now. And I've built up yeah. such a following on Twitter, Twitter that, I don't want to go and start from scratch in Instagram. I don't. I'm too old for that. I don't want to have to figure out. Where, <laughs> I don't want to be my dad. But so you're I good am.
2: on Twitter. Twitter's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Good.
0: good. I like Twitter, and okay. I
2: just looked at mine's at Nikki Garini. N-I-C-K-I-G-O-R-I-N-I.
0: G-O-R-I-N-I. Okay. I'm just tweeting out that great conversation with Nikki Garini, and your episode will be up. Um,
2: you are amazing. I don't know. In
0: a couple weeks, I guess. I'm trying to. I usually get a nice, like I'll record like 10 shows in, in a couple weeks, I'll just every night work. And then I can just take time off and then put out the shows when I want to put them out. But I've burned cool. through that. Yeah. I've burned through that this summer. So now I'm basically going <laughs> show to show. So okay. yours is next up. And I think I just put one out. Yay. So it'll be in a few, maybe 10 days.
2: Awesome. Yeah. So I'll let keep you keep know. Keep me posted.
0: All right. right. Will do. All right. Thank
2: you so much. This was really fun. This I'm was, truly yeah, honored.
0: I love doing this. Well, thank you again because if you didn't take your time, I wouldn't be doing this. So, so thank you.
1: Like us on
0: facebook.com/wwi-podcast. And at WWI Podcast on Twitter. Drop us a line at what if podcast at yahoo.com. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn Internet Radio. go forth and expand your reality.